0: Last week's memory verse was Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 16. I, um, you have noticed, I'm sure, that many of my lessons of late have been taken from these memory verses. It, it, it's helpful to me because I don't have to really think about what I'm going to preach on if I, I choose to go that direction. But I also take the memory verses from the daily reading schedule... So it helps me to read with purpose because I'm looking as I'm reading for my next sermon. And the thing I have found in reading the book of Proverbs with that purpose is that there's there's a lot in there that's just quite uh, powerful in terms of daily practical impact. The book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. It's a book of God's wisdom. And it really reaches into our lives at a very personal level. This is true, I think, of Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 16. I want to read it, and then I'm going to tell you something about it that that I saw as I decided to look at it more closely. In the New American Standard translation, you may have a different translation, but the New American Standard reads that a, a fool's anger is known at once. But a prudent man conceals dishonor. Well, I understand the first part of that, and I could read that and not really put a lot of thought into it because what it says is that the foolish man's going to blow up. His anger is going to be known at once. There's not going to be any self-control. There's not going to be any attempt to temper his temper. He's just going to blow up. But what about the latter part of the verse? What does it mean to say that a, a prudent man conceals dishonor? That typically, when we think about the prudent, we think about those who make good money decisions. We hear of someone who does something, they're, they're, they're living on less than they, they they make, they're spending less than they make, or maybe they're investing, or they're paying off some type of bad debt. Well, that's a prudent decision. That's a, that's a prudent person. But... The book of Proverbs adds another side to this matter of prudence. And we see that here. A fool's anger is known at once, but the prudent man conceals dishonor. Well, the New Revised Standard Version, the NRSV, renders the latter part of that verse, the prudent ignore an insult. That almost seems to say something entirely different than the New American Standard, which reads, again, the prudent man conceals dishonor. But what he's telling us is that if you're marching to the beat of God's drum, if you're practicing godly wisdom, then when someone insults you, you're going to ignore it. And when you ignore it, you're going to conceal dishonor the fool who makes his anger known at once in reaction to that insult he dishonors God because that's not God's way he dishonors God's will because that's not where God's word would take us he dishonors himself and he dishonors others now let me ask the question how do you respond when you're insulted. Well, I'm never insulted. Are you dead? (laughs) You know, we live in a world of people who are experts at insulting others. People will say things to us, maybe they're insulting our religion, they're insulting our faith, maybe it's our hair, maybe it's our physical appearance, maybe it's our weight. Maybe they insult this, and it's more a matter of perception than reality. They didn't really intend to insult you, but they said something that you took as very insulting. Well, how do you respond? How do you respond to that? Well, let's, uh, let's look at some, some scripture that speaks of the anger of the fool. And, and one thing that, that I have taken away from this, whenever I feel, I feel my blood pressure rising, whenever I feel the anger coming on, I really need, I really, I got to get some control here. And the reason I say that is because of how much in the Bible speaks against the anger of God. The fool. Proverbs chapter 27. Let's begin there. Verse 3. A stone is heavy and the sand weighty. But the provocation of a fool is heavier than both of them. You insult a fool and he blows up. He makes his anger known at once. That's going to cause a lot of problems. It could cause problems for you or it may cause problems for others who are present whenever that fool is insulted. He says that the stone is heavy and the sand is weighty. Have you ever thought about sand being heavy? Sand's not heavy. You just pick up a little bit in your hand, it's not that heavy. Let me tell you something I did a few weeks ago. I was uh, looking at the backyard, and we had a trampoline back there, and don't really get a lot of mileage out of that trampoline anymore. I'm going to take that trampoline down. I always like to do anything physical. Now, I'm going to count it. Bear with me. I always like to do anything physical after I work out. Because if I do it before I work out, it takes out away from my workout. Well, it was leg day. It's leg day. So I did my squats. I know 60-year-old man up there talking about doing squats. Bear with me. I had my heavy leg day. I did my squats, five sets to depth, 225 pounds. And then I took the trampoline down. Well, that wasn't that big of a deal, taking the trampoline down. But we have an unlevel yard, so we had put bags of sand in the backyard to level out the trampoline. Forgot how many bags of sand I had, by the way. But that sand that had been there for years in those bags, water had seeped in. So they were supposed to be 50-pound bags of sand, and I know weight. Uh, It was more than 50 pounds. But by the time I finished, I had moved a 1,000 pounds of sand after leg day. (laughs) I was sitting in the recliner later, and Paula came up, and she's looking at me, Are you Okay. I think she thought I was dead. Well, I was one step away from being dead. Sand can be very weighty. I thought as I was reading Proverbs 27 and verse 2, verse 3, about that. A stone is heavy and the sand weighty, but the provocation, provocation of a fool is heavier than both of them. That tells me what a problem anger, unchecked, can be. Proverbs chapter twenty nine and verse eleven: A fool always loses his temper, but a wise man holds it back. The fool has no self-control. Verse twenty two of this same chapter: An angry man stirs up strife, and a hot-tempered man abounds in transgression. There's nothing good to this this anger. And that sheds light, does it not, on the statement of James chapter 1 and verse 20, that the anger of man will not accomplish the righteousness of God. Anger very seldom, if ever, takes us in the direction God would have us to go. Speaking of the righteousness of God, I'm I'm mindful of a, a statement that Jesus made in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, when he was speaking of the Pharisees. And and he said in Matthew 5 and verse 22, I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, you've got to look righteous on the outside. You've got to appear right to others. But you've got to be right on the inside. And that speaks to this matter of the heart and this matter of anger. He then immediately follows that with the statement of verse 22, but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. Now, he takes it progressively to higher and higher levels of thought that eventually will lead to murder if left unchecked. We see this in road rage, don't we? People have been shot because of anger in connection with somebody else's driving. Road rage can be an issue. <laughs> Did you realize also that outbursts of anger are described in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 20 as a deed of the flesh? Outburst of anger. And and that sort of gains weight, I guess, when you consider what else he writes of in that same passage. Galatians 5 and verse, go back to verse 19. Immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like this. So if you have an anger problem, a serious anger problem, Your problem is in bad company with idolaters and the immoral and the impure and the sorcerers and those who are envy and jealous and cause disputes and dissensions and factions. Think about that. Think about the danger of the anger of the fool. And then one last verse, Ephesians 4 and verse 26. Be angry and yet do not sin. We all have anger. We all have anger, but we can't allow it to result in sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. How's that for a good night's sleep? <laughs> how, how, how does that make your life better? You see, you've got to deal with it, because if you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you. Do not give the devil an opportunity. It's pretty clear, isn't it? Pretty clear language. Well, does all of this describe me? Am I that person, the fool whose anger is known at once, or am I the prudent one who ignores an insult, who conceals dishonor? Insults can produce that type of anger. What about the way of the prudent? Well, let's go back to the book of Proverbs now, and let's notice a few other verses of Scripture that address this matter on what we'll call the, the, the positive side. And, and some of these are also going to illustrate the anger of the fool. But I think these provide some insight in, into the solutions that will help us to deal with whatever anger it is that we may be dealing with. In Proverbs 14, verse 29, He who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick-tempered exalts folly. We see the difference here between wisdom, understanding, and foolishness. Understanding comes from the wisdom that is found in God's Word. Those who have that understanding, they know where it can lead. They are going to be strengthened to exercise self-control so as not to let that anger get the worst of them. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger. You put two two people with anger issues together and then just give them something to disagree on and then just step back and watch watch the war begin. Wait for the smoke. This whole thing's just going to blow up. It's going to get worse and worse, but it's the gentle answer that will turn away the wrath. Verse 18, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife. But the slow to anger calms a dispute. Chapter 16 and verse 32. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who captures a city. It's a matter of exercising self-control, isn't it? Chapter 19 and verse 11. Chapter 19 and verse 11. A man's discretion makes him slow to anger. And it is his glory to overlook a transgression. Is the insult really that bad? Can you not just allow yourself to be insulted and walk away from it so as to avoid what could potentially be a very disastrous situation? Proverbs 22 and verse 24. Do not associate with a man given to anger or go with a hot-tempered man you got a dispute with somebody? Well, you take you take the guy who's known for having a temper with you. How's that going to work? Or you will learn his ways and find a snare for yourself. Don't associate with those who can't control their temper if you can't control your own temper. In the book of Colossians, again, just Pointing out the severity of this problem in Colossians chapter 3 and and verse 6, Paul writes, It is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. And in them you also once walked when you were living in them, but now you also put them all aside. And what's the first thing you list there? Anger. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. And all of those are connected. But the first thing he says, if, if, if you're going to live a different lifestyle, you've got to put your anger aside. In Ephesians chapter four and verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be to put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ, has also forgiven you. Does this describe me? Am I the prudent man or am I the foolish man? I said earlier that it's, it's amazing how much information, revelation, guidance, instruction there is in the scriptures concerning anger. And I just scratched the tip of the surface. There, there is so much in the Bible. ...on this subject. And I think you you can understand. You can understand why, number one, we all have it. And number two, it can lead to all sorts of sinful behavior and sinful activity. Be angry and sin not. The lesson's yours. If you're here this morning and you've never obeyed the gospel, I realize this, this lesson was not an invitation. But we want to extend an invitation to those who have not become Christians. If you'll express your faith this morning that Jesus is the Son of God, repent of your sins and then be baptized to have those sins washed away. You can leave here now, a Christian. Please come as we stand and say.